Sandra Stefanoni. I work at Pitt State, and I'm a big fan of jazz. I'm 52, and I can't recall a time before the Pitt State Jazz Festival was held here in my hometown of Pittsburgh, Kansas. It's brought in not just hundreds of high school jazz bands from across the region, but also some of the biggest jazz performers those students could ever hope to see. This spring, festival director Bob Keeley will reach a milestone, and the festival will celebrate an unbelievable 49 years. So, as he was putting the final touches on this year's lineup, I climbed to the third floor of McRae Hall to his corner office to visit about the festival, its impact, and memories that stand out for both of us. Welcome to Gorilla Connection. So, um, so we're here on third floor in McRae Hall, one of my favorite buildings on campus. <laughs> and I want you to introduce yourself. Well, I'm Bob Keeley. Uh, I teach uh, trombone and tuba this semester, this year, because of Doug Witten's passing. I took over the tuba. And I also do the, the jazz ensemble. And how long have you been here? Almost my whole life. I started in 1978, so this is the 44th year. Okay. A long time. It is a long time, and and you are getting ready to retire, but you've kind of built this legacy, I think. Um, I have a son who is going to head here next year. He's a percussionist and a piano player, and he grew up going to your jazz concerts and that's what inspired in him a love for jazz and now that's that's his thing jazz is his thing i remember um downstairs in the performance hall seeing louis belson perform mm-hmm. a magnificent drummer your yes the poster's here on your office wall it's on my brother's wall at his house mm-hmm. um i remember maynard ferguson very clearly mm-hmm. at memorial auditorium playing birdland and just being mesmerized by it. And you are the guy that brought these people to town. So what I want to do today is talk a little bit about that legacy that you've built and talk about the upcoming jazz festival. Um, what number are we on now? This will be 49. It actually started with Rusty Jones, obviously five years before I got here. And he, he started the festival. And it was very small. Uh, about 14 bands or so uh, came. Uh, and, and But it was... A very early one. Uh, there was actually one at PSU in 68 and 69. And uh, we have programs from that. And then uh, there was a hiatus there when faculty changed or whatever and Rusty and then took it over. And then when I was hired, uh, they said, okay, you're going to do the jazz. Here you go. And of course, Rusty's a great person and was there to help me and steer me through. And, uh, and it's, you know, we've tried different things through the years. Uh, at one point, we had uh, a solo improv festival as part of it, so they could go up. Kids could do solos with recordings, uh, and then that's not happening anymore. The attendance started to go down for us, so it's like you know, let's just let's just do it with the bands and combos. And so now uh, this year we'll have seventy four bands. So we've gone from about fourteen to seventy four. Wow. And, and they're coming in from really all over the region, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this year the furthest one will be Manhattan High School. Uh, that's Manhattan, Kansas. Sure. <laughs> the Little Apple, not uh, the but, big one. But, we, you know, we get a band from Verdigris, which is nearby Claremore. It's Springfield in Kansas City. Normally we have a group from Wichita, but he came up with a conflict, and so he couldn't come. Plus... All the, all the area schools, Pittsburgh High School comes and Gerard is coming, uh, you know, Carthage, Neosho Joplin, all the, the, the schools that are relatively close. So you've built a reputation. And what, for those who maybe aren't familiar with how the Jazz Festival works, 
what do they do when they're here? And what is the value to these young performers in coming all this way? Well, we have four sites, two at the Bicknell and two at Memorial Downtown. And they, the band will come in, or combos. They'll come in and they'll warm up for a half hour before they perform. And then they'll do the performance. And the performance is a half hour long. It's on and off stage and everything. And what's happening during that time is there's a couple of judges that are critiquing them. And we use taped comments so that uh, they can go back and listen to them. And that way also the you can hear they're saying, Saxes, you're out of tune here. You can actually hear that. Yeah, I hear them as opposed to something written down. So it works for a good transition. And then afterwards, uh, assuming that there's still a little bit of time left in their slot, uh, the judges will go up and make some verbal comments or maybe rehearse a section or coach or, them or definitely bit. coach them a little bit right there. Uh, and then the rest of the time, they're 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 listening to other groups, which is an education which in itself, is right? Very good, yeah. And I send to them uh, a form if they wish to use it for the kids to work with, so that they, in a sense, can become judges themselves and listening to another school, uh, which then helps the teacher because the teacher can, you know, the, the kids are developing critical thinking Sure. Uh, with that because they're listening to all this. Was the, now, lots of times what they're commenting on is exactly the problems in their group. But that's just human nature. But but they're listening to these groups and, and hearing these different things. And then the director gets can, can see what they're doing. And also administrators back at the mm-hmm. the very schools, they can say, well, oh, yeah, you just go down there and play once and then go to the mall and have fun. <laughs> No, you know, this is what they're doing. So it gives them uh, a lot more of an educational background. Mm-hmm. So those things go on. So basically we start at 8 in the morning, and then we are pretty much done at 6.15. And people can pop in and out if they yep. wish, parents or, or yep. During the members. day, everything's fun, Everything's free. Uh-huh. And so, then the big culmination. Well, and then uh, then actually what happens after that is uh is dinner. <laughs> we have dinner for our jazz band because we're working the whole day. Every band is assigned a guide. Okay. So a PSU student makes sure that they get on stage on time and can help them with anything, if nothing more than just say, yes, the men's room's over here, uh-huh. you know, type of thing. Um, and that, that really is a result. I took the jazz band first or second year, whatever, to the Wichita Jazz Festival. And, uh, you know, they said, well, your warm-up room is such and such a place. So, yeah, we were there. And I'm kind of waiting for somebody to, to come say we should go to stage. Uh-huh. And nobody came. So I, I walked down there close to our time. They said, oh, we're running a little bit behind. Okay. Still nobody came. And I'm thinking to myself, we will not do this. We will have somebody there a to host. look a host to yeah. look at the director and say, it's my job to get you on stage at time. You take care of the band. So that's a great experience for our students, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, many of whom are probably going to go out on and become band teachers. Do, do a lot of the bands that come here, are they taught by s- former students of yours? Um, we have alumni who go on to become band directors and then come Oh, yeah. Back. We, we have a bunch. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Cooper Neal at Pittsburgh High School is, is a classic, but also Gerard, Carthage, uh, Webb's, uh, Carl Junction, those are all, and then other areas, Platte City, for example. Connor Callahan. Connor he Callahan. He was one of my students' yep. Te- yep. Uh, so, teachers, yeah. So there's a bunch of them out there. And they they passed the word around, too, you know. And uh, I had one director who unfortunately got the stuff in too late. I had to turn down. 
and I had about six or seven of those this oh, year. Wow. And uh, he usually comes, and he was saying, I understand, you know, we'll be there next year, and I'll get my application in early. You run a great festival. Oh, good. So it was kind of nice, you know, and, and he was very positive about that. Are you, are you kind of tickled at how much... Uh, excitement there is still today among high school students for the art form of jazz. Oh, yeah. I and mean, is that in, encouraging to oh, you? Oh, yeah. It very much so. You know, it's, I suppose one could say it's, it's as close as they can get to popular music in the public schools. Uh-huh. Now, we're not going to have a rock and roll band. Uh-huh. Uh, but it, it is, a, you know, it's America's art form. You know, Congress, way back when, when they were cooperating, they, they called it the American art form. And so it's, it, you know, there is that, that legacy in, in America uh, for that that transformed into a big band during the swing era and, and still there today, you know. And, and we've got some great professional big bands. I mean, we've had the Basie Band a couple of times. We had the Vanguard Band for British Village, which is the old Thatchel's Mel Lewis Band. I remember Doc uh, Severinsen a few years ago. That Doc, was huge. Doc Severinsen was as a soloist with our band, mm-hmm. which was uh, really you know, kind of a high point, you know, and and a real nerve wracking point because it's sure. Doc Severinsen. Well, know. yes, and let's talk about that. So, at the evening concert, your student band, your PSU Jazz Combo, is usually the opening act, right? Right. The big band will open it at uh, seven thirty uh-huh. at Memorial. We'll play for a half hour. No longer than that, because people are coming to hear, in this case, Whitecliff Gordon and his ensemble. So, you know, we'll play for a half hour, and then we'll do what's necessary to rearrange the stage. And then the the guest artist, in this case, Whitecliff Gordon, who's an incredible trombone player. How did you get him? Well, same way I get any of the others. I contact them or their agent. And say, are they free? What would it cost? And and we go from there. And uh, you know, and he's, you know, you're you're paying for hotel rooms. You're paying for a bus to pick them up at the airport and and transport them around, and then the then the fees. So you know, it gets expensive. Uh, you know, so and if it's a big band, it's even more expensive. Now we've had uh, some of the service bands, uh, like we've had the Jazz Ambassadors. Last year we had the U.S. Air Force Airmen Note out of D.C., which are which are professional big bands. I mean they're great, and there it's a little bit different. Uh, depends a little bit if they happen to be on tour uh, in the region. They can uh, just swing then out of everything. Their- everything basically gets paid for uh-huh. by the by the government, so we don't have to do anything. Um, with the Air- Airmen of Note. They weren't on tour, and I really wanted them. So, you know, I, you know, got them. I, you know, said, well, we can do this, we can do that, which was, say, cheaper than bringing in the basic band, but still covered their things. I, I didn't have to pay salary for them because they're already salaried. Right. But if I bring in the basic band, I'm playing salary. But what a what a thing for little old Pittsburgh in the middle of, of the United States to have these name brand performers on stage, it's almost surreal. Yeah, I mean, we get Grammy Award winners. We had Roy Hargrove one year, and he had just won a Grammy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, you know, the Basie Band has won umpteen gazillion Grammys. So, yeah, so we're getting Grammy Award winners on stage. And you pack the house. It's almost always either sold out or if yep. you have free tickets in the case yep. of the military bands, yep. um, they, they are claimed pretty fast, right? right? The, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, the, the participants obviously get first call uh-huh. at it and, uh, they sit in the balcony, which seats about a thousand. And I think we're at, uh, about 1250. 
So I've got to take over some of the downstairs. Okay. PSU students are free. And, of course, I've got to have some seats for my band when we're done. And so, you know, there's probably about 400 seats that become available. So if someone wants to go see this, they'd better get to the ticket office pretty yeah, quickly. They should get to the ticket office. Yeah. Okay. Because we're usually pretty full, you know. So what's going to happen for year 50? Year 50 seems like it should be a big celebration, but you're not going to be around. You're retiring. You're going to hit the golf course. I'm going to hit the golf course, yeah. Um, so do you, any word on whether it's going to continue? Or I guess that's up to well, the Well, I'm sure person. it will. I mean, we'll be hiring somebody, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to take in the position. And uh, and I've, you know, mentioned it to Dr. Marchand, our chair, and, uh, and I will mention it to whoever gets hired and say, look, I'm in town. Call me. I'll be your slave. Let me know what you need to have done. <laughs> right. And uh, I already alerted the the tech people. I said, there's stuff on my computer that the new person has to have, like all the files from the Jazz Festival, spreadsheets and everything is going on so that they, you know, can walk in and, and not be totally overwhelmed. Right. Uh, it was fortunate, as I say, when, when Rusty had it, it was very small, but it's just grown so much over the years that it's an animal. You know, it's just it's just an animal. I mean, there's nothing all semester. That's what I'm dealing with, and I'm and I'm still dealing with a lot from last semester. But all semester, I mean, it's getting things done. Like, okay, we're thinking about not doing CD recordings per se at Memorial, but rather doing them on flash drive, and then we'll dub them onto a CD. Well, that's new. So, okay. Gotta I gotta learn it. I gotta know how can they do it mm-hmm. and how many seat, how many flash drives do I need because I want to do one per band so that we can keep track of them all and don't get things mixed up. Why do you do this? Why do I do this? Yeah. Well, I I suppose the, the glib answer would be uh, I was hired to do the jazz band and there was a festival, so I was hired to do it. You know, that's probably the, the glib answer, but it's fun. It is. I mean it's it's a headache. It, there's no doubt about it. It's a headache. But when it's all done, you go, wow, okay, that was nice. Yeah. You know, so, and it's just things like, you know, you mentioned Louis Belson. I mean, you know, that's uh, that's phenomenal. And what's really funny is uh, he was, I don't remember the order. I think he was here. And what it was, year was well, he? Well, I was in high school. 84. Yeah. Okay. So when I took a leave of absence, which was, I think, 81, mm-hmm. uh, Louis Belson was going to play in uh, Columbus, Indiana at the mall. He had been booked there, and he hired David Baker's band from Indiana University to be the band, and I was playing in the band. So, you know, I'm playing with Louis Belson, and then three years later, you know, he's here. That's surreal. So, yeah, it really was. Yeah. And it's like Maynard Ferguson. I remember seeing Maynard Ferguson in concert when I was in high school. And uh, and he was great to work with. Uh, he was uh, – he the only people that he autographed for or hummed around with a little bit were, were our band, was our band. So our band could get autographs and whatnot, but not the populace. They said, no, in fact, they said that uh, at the clinic – we need to have several people standing in a row as a barrier so people wouldn't rush the stage. And, wow. and I thought, this is like a rock concert. Well, it was. <laughs> I mean, people people wanted to come up. And, right, right. and he was 70-something, you know, so he would, you know, he just didn't want to deal with it. On the other hand, Doc Severinsen uh, came out front and autographed and, and everything and got cool pictures. Yeah. But Maynard Ferguson, as I was going to say, you know, uh, I had heard him 
in when I was in high school several times, and and he started to do something uh, with his with his band, and it was it was kind of a, I guess kind of like a yoga thing, and he would put his hands together like like uh, like a prayer, if you will, and then nod to the players that were soloing, and they would do it back. Well, when he was here. They, you know, he, he said, I want to bring, you know, Bob Keeley out on stage. You know, he was organizing this thing. Thank you. So I, I walked up there and nodded to the audience. I looked at Maynard Ferguson and I did the, what I call the Maynard Ferguson bow. I did that. <laughs> and he got this huge grin on his face because nobody was doing it. Huge grin on his face and did it back to me. So it's one of those, cool. one of those moments uh-huh. at the jazz festival that I will remember till I die. I mean, it was just, you know, it was, it was fun. Yeah. To do that, and we've had some people that have played with groups uh, out of New York that have actually played in multiple groups, you know. So I mean, that was you know that's kind of cool. Somebody say, "Oh yeah, I remember this. Oh yeah, this will be fun." So what about you? Let's talk about your musicianship. Um, it it seems to be the trend that even, for example, with Rusty, when someone retires here, they still stay pretty connected in terms of performances. Um, you know, you frequently will see Rusty up there with the, the symphony orchestra or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Will you continue to play your trombone in some ensembles? Oh, you know, I, I told Raul, if you need me, I'll be there, mm-hmm. you know, as a community member at that point. But I do that sometimes now. But, yeah, and, and the same thing would be, uh, you know, with, with the wind ensemble or something. If, if they need somebody, I'll be glad to help out. And I'll still play in Springfield Symphony. I play principal trombone up there. So I'll still do that. And uh, and probably the Methodist Church at Easter, you know. So I'll do those those types of things, and yeah. Uh, yeah so I'll keep playing, playing. You know, if you're really a musician, playing is part of your life. You know, it's it's not just a, a career or a job. There's a you know there's a there's a feel because when you're playing, you're really dealing with emotions. You know, how can I express? this uh without without words in a sense and uh you know i played uh marshall turley's funeral yes i remember uh, that. and and i played a piece and uh sandy was felt very good about it and stella hastings was doing the uh eulogy mm-hmm. and she said something to the effect of you know well, that that was beautiful that's exactly the way i would have sung it oh. and i thought well thank you i mean that was that was a big compliment uh, to me. So, you know, that's just it. You're always trying to express musically emotions. Uh-huh. And they might be joy. They might be sadness. They might be love. They might be anything. But you're trying to express those things. Uh, we did a thing with the orchestra out at the casino. And it was a uh, oh, yes, it was was the, rock to bock. It was rock, rock to bock. Yes, yeah. that was so cool. And and uh, I did uh, a tune with, with the orchestra. That goes back to a lot of people, but uh, the the copy, in a sense, what it was, was Michael Bublé. So I listed that. I said, I want to sound on the trombone like Michael Bublé is singing. Now, I don't know if I succeeded or not, but that was my goal, was to have that kind of expression. If I was to do, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be doing uh, Fly Me to the Moon on our April concert with, with Patrick Howell. And if I was to play that on trombone, I'd be listening to Frank Sinatra. Sure. What does he do? How does he do that? In fact, in rehearsals, lots of times, if if Mr. Howell's not available, I mean, I'll, I'll sing the part. The band probably cringes. <laughs> but I'll sing the part. But I find myself saying, yeah, Frank did this. 
and I'll do it too when I'm singing, you know, because I've heard it. And so, you know, that's it's it's a big part of my life. I mean, I started trombone when I was in fourth grade, I think. That was early. Yeah, yeah. We started a little bit early, uh-huh. and I re- I remember the band director coming around and uh, giving a little test. And he said, tap this rhythm. And I tapped the rhythm back exactly what it was. And so, and then I said, I wanted to play clarinet. I screwed up. I really wanted to play cornet. But I said clarinet. And I had <laughs> Bucky the Beaver teeth uh-huh. and was going to have to have braces. He says, you know, with your teeth like that, probably would not be, would not be good for it. And so he said, uh, why don't you try flute? Well, I have what's called a cupid's lip. So the upper lip comes down in the middle. And that's called a cupid's lip. It's not good for flute playing. So, you know, that's, yeah. And so he said, or trombone. Well, I went home. Mom, Dad, I want to play the drums. <laughs> and Mom said, well, why don't you play the flute? Well, being a typical fourth grader, male, you know, that was not going to fly. So Dad said, how about trombone? So I became a trombone player. And, and then, the rest is history. The rest is history, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for all the memories you've given us because um, in addition to the expression that you are are portraying with your musicality you're also giving us a gift and so that's been very special to see all of these uh, all the posters all these people and that's emotional for me yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but thank you it's exciting yeah. well thank you and hopefully uh people will come and enjoy the concert it's going to be so. great it's a Wycliffe Gordon's fantastic player and he's been on my bucket list. Awesome. Can't I wait. Should, do you have time for one more quick story? I do, sure. Tom Kubis band was here the Friday before the country closed for COVID. I remember that too. And he was here for the jazz festival. And uh, it, it was a great band. And we played many of his charts. In fact, we're going to do one of the jazz festival. But, uh, you know, he he commented afterwards. We had talked on the phone. He said, you know, that was just such a great time. Everybody treated us like royalty, and the audience was just remarkable, and it was just so great. So here's a guy that writes in L.A., wow. and he's, you know, commenting on that. And when we had the the uh, Dizzy Gillespie All-Star Band, uh, after we got done playing, walked off stage, and, the, and, and as they were going to get ready, he said, my gosh, this is like a rock concert, because all the kids <laughs> are going crazy. You know, they're just going, just going crazy. When we had the Airmen of Note last year, we did an arrangement with Raul of uh, the Devil, Devil Went Down, down to Georgia. Georgia. Yes, that, that uh, was like a rock concert. Yeah, it was. The kids just went crazy. They were clapping along. They stood up, uh-huh. and the Airmen of Note afterwards said, "Well, I don't know if we can follow that." <laughs> so, yeah. well, but it'll be a, it'll be a treat again this year. And thank you for all the effort you've put in over the years. And yep. happy retirement. Yes, it's going to be fun. Yes. I will say, t- re- trying to retire. Retire is not easy, not just because of leaving my students and what I'm doing here, but because of all the paperwork. (laughs) Well, good luck. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks. Tickets to the Jazz Festival can be purchased in the PSU ticket office from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. Find details about it and many other activities planned this spring at Pitt State at pittstate.edu.